0: Barcelona were just absolutely poor when I was watching this game. I don't even know what to say about them anymore. You know what it is? It's that old saying now in Barcelona. Our expectations
1: of you are low, but holy fuck, you are a bad team.
0: Hello and welcome back to the Off The Crossbar podcast with myself Regan Walsh and my co-presenter as always, Bradley Morris. How are you on this Thursday afternoon, Brad?
1: I'm doing pretty well. It
0: feels like the end is nigh with the amount that has happened this week. I know, it's been a crazy few days since we've last uh, spoke. I mean... We've had the return of the greatest club competition in world football this week with the UEFA Champions League returning on Tuesday and Wednesday of this past week and it certainly didn't disappoint, especially on Tuesday at the new Camp between Barcelona and PSG and it was the Parisian side. Go on.
1: If I could add one, pump, because these n- whatever we're going to lead into now wasn't nearly the most shocking moment of this week so far since the last episode.
0: True, but I thought it's a big talking point and the biggest game of the week, so... Well, yeah, what well, I'm talking about there. No idea.
1: You don't. Know, Timo Werner actually scored a
0: goal. Well, yeah, there was that, <laughs> but um, no one really cares about Timo Werner, though, do they? Oh, they will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so as we were saying... Uh, PSG played Barcelona at the new camp, and it was the Parisian side that ran out 4 1 winners thanks to a Kylian Mbappe hat trick and a Moise Keane header to put them up in after the first leg. I mean, Barcelona were just absolutely poor when I was watching this game. I don't even know what to say about them anymore. Yeah, you know it is. It's that old saying
1: now with Barcelona our expectations of you are low. But holy fuck, you are a bad singer.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it has got to a point where people are now, um, uh, can say the glory days of Barcelona has well and truly finished.
1: I feel like I need to add a visual representation about the audio. Why was I saying? looking there's a video? <laughs> there's only yeah, a, audio. Visual, a visual representation. <laughs> I'm wearing, I mean, wait, it's it's fake. I oh, boy, I was, Menorca. Um, Oh, years ago <laughs> it's the 2011 Barcelona show, that prime Barcelona team and uh, let's just say it's a visual metaphor for how Barcelona is right now because the stitching is
0: quite literally falling apart just as much as that football club is oh I mean I 100% agree with that analogy there I mean one thing I want to say about this game was the substitutions that he made um, he made were poor Ronald Koeman that is so he didn't make any until 20 minutes to go when they were already 3-1 down.
1: Is he Dane Smith?
0: First substitute was Oscar Minguez coming on for uh, Sergino Dest, which is OK. He's a right back for a, a player who can play right back. He then brought on Miralem Pjanic for Sergio Busquets a couple minutes later. So, I mean, I can't really t- complain too much about that. He then took off Gerard Piquet, who was playing his first game since November and bought on Ricky Puig which then yeah. made, yes that's the pronunciation of it.
1: You may not been doing it wrong this whole time.
0: Yes, it's Ricky Puig.
1: I mean, so Ricky Puig sounds like a much cooler player.
0: So that left him with three at the back of Lenglet, Minguez and Jordi Alba. He then also bought on uh, Trincao for Pedri. And then, uh, five minutes on time, when 4-1 down, he took off Antoine Griezmann and brought on Martin Braithwaite. Uh, Those substitutions are just horrendous, aren't they?
1: He's the best striker they've had since the last time. So,
0: bit of respect, please. No, I mean, it's just absolutely woeful. And it's safe to say they're not going to come back from this one at all, unless some sort of miracle happens. As a PSG just play there for under-19s.
1: Yeah, I don't get Champions League and Miracles just go together. <laughs> I roll
0: nothing in. They do, but this Barcelona team aren't getting anything against PSG, considering they played that whole match without using Angel Di Maria and obviously um, Neymar, who was injured. Like, the fact you can lose 4-1 to that PSG team is just... Crazy, and it wouldn't be surprising if, come the end of the season, Kuman would go or midway through next season at this race.
1: Yeah, well, hang on, what's there's already a call out there to Xavi Hernandez.
0: <laughs> that call's been going out for the last 12 months, lad. It's nothing new. I mean, slow reception in Saudi Arabia, yeah, or wherever it is, is it Qatar or Saudi Arabia? Hold on. Uh, Qatar with Sad, where he was playing um, but yeah Kylian Mbappe, you got to take your hats off he was absolutely phenomenal in that game, he's the first player to score a Champions League hat-trick at the new camp since Andrei Shevchenko did in November of 1997 for Dynamo Kiev, so it's that long ago both me and Mbappe weren't even born the last time someone scored a hat-trick at the new camp in the Champions League that is phenomenal
1: Andrei Shevchenko didn't do
0: too badly <laughs> wow! Yeah, right. Maybe there's a move to Chelsea for Mbappe in the future. <laughs> they did turn him down though, once he when he was a child, when he was. Well, I found it started Arsenal. No, well, yeah, but we you, you know what Arsenal are like when it comes to giving out trials to players. Um, but yeah, what full credit. Jeremy Lynch never played from. <laughs> full credit to Mauricio Pochettino there. I think he was an absolute tactical masterclass from him in this game. And' Thompson Pants, you say that, they'll cry. Yeah, but I mean, he, he just outsmarted them. I mean, it's not really that hard to outsmart Ronald Coombe and, and this Barcelona team. So, yeah, it was an absolute easy game for uh, PSG. And I think the second league could be pretty much the same scoreline. And it happens in a month's time. What I didn't realise, though, is technically that was the Southampton derby, two former Southampton managers up against each other. I did hear about this, but yeah, I didn't go with that story. (laughs) Obviously, that's not the main uh, storyline there, but yes, Uh, fantastic result for the Parisian side, and as you safely say, they've got one uh, foot into the quarterfinals. The other game that happened on Tuesday saw Liverpool take on RB Leipzig at the Puskas Arena in Hungary, and it was Jurgen Klopp's side that ran out two nil winners, thanks to some quick second half action from Mohamed Salah and Sadi Amani to wrap up the points for club side. Um, it's a closely contested game, though. Don't know what you watched. I saw Liverpool have the majority of the better chances. They then. had the better chances, but I, was, I think Leipzig won't be too disheartened by a 2 0 scoreline.
1: No. I don't even know who where
0: the second leg is. Where or when? Yeah, where? Uh well, just had a quick look on one football and they are saying that the second league will take place at Anfield on the 10th of March. That that obviously could be rescheduled for a different location.
1: I was going to say, you know not we're locked with the quarantine laws right now in this country. But yeah, I no, mean, yeah. we wouldn't roll it out. I'd still think Liverpool have it in them to lose this. Yeah. Given what we've seen in them. But obviously weren't as convincing as you'd think they would have been.
0: Mm, they, did, they just seem to be a little... Something missing, I think, from Leipzig at times during the game. Um, and I think for was it Marno's goal that um, um, McCarno slipped, I believe it was that one, yeah, yeah. And I think he didn't, I was he, not probably there, did you? Wow. <laughs> well, no, I still think he's going to be a very good centre back, but um,
1: yeah, no, no, you didn't, you know, rule was one mistake,
0: and you're the worst centre back ever. Well, true, Fraud. that is the, yeah, the rule. <laughs> Yes, Um, but yeah, good result for Liverpool to get back to winning ways in the Champions League ahead of this weekend's uh, fixtures uh, in the Premier League. But I don't think that tie is definitely over yet. Obviously, it physically isn't over, but uh, definitely not rule out a comfortable Liverpool win. And then on Wednesday, we had two more games, starting off with Sevilla versus Borussia Dortmund at the Ramon Sanchez Pichuan Stadium. And it was the host that took the early lead after seven minutes, thanks to Suso scoring. However, the lead didn't last long, as 12 minutes later, Mo De pulled it level for them. And then Erling Carl and Brace, before half time, sealed the first leg advantage for. Dortmund, however, it wasn't all plain sailing in the second half as Luke de Jong scored uh, with six minutes remaining. I mean, Erling Haaland is just having a phenomenal time. He's just scoring goals for fun now, isn't he?
1: 18 goals in 13 Champions League games. He's unreal. Freak.
0: I don't even know what to say. Right? It's just absolutely ridiculous his goal-scoring record at the minute in the Champions League and at Dortmund in general. I mean,
1: look okay, at Dortmund in the bonds they get that Ireland doesn't deserve to be in that same
0: no he's definitely one when his um what you call it comes in release clause comes into value next summer he will I think he will be on the move soon. If it comes to value, but he, not his value is worth why more, oh, hundred percent like Dortmund are getting robbed for it because seventy odd million it is, he's released close. I thought he was in the eighties, but I never know anymore. Mm, but it is absolutely crazy to think that they could just lose him for that little considering he's probably easily worth a hundred to a hundred and twenty million. Are more. Oh yeah. If I think he's in prob-
1: in like the near two hundreds, then he's probably close.
0: Yeah. I'd say um, he's probably the most... Him and Mbappe are probably the most valued strikers in world football at the minute. And only Walkins. <laughs> I'm just looking at uh, Harland's stats now. He's played 42 games for Dortmund, scored 41 goals and 10 assists. Which is I'm absolutely... absolutely. <laughs> that, that's a freak of nature stuff, that is. Absolutely crazy stats. But... um yeah, it wasn't easy for Dortmund by any stretch of the matter, but um, when you get Erling Haaland playing as well as he is, you've always got a good chance of winning the game. And uh, Sevilla, obviously, they know they're not out of this leg and an away goal could help them uh, go through. Uh, but it's going to be a hard performance to see, try and do that, which I think the second leg will take place at uh, Signal or junior Park, as, as far as I'm aware. So... Uh, definitely don't write that one out of the question. And then the final game that's happened this week happened in Portugal as FC Porto took on Juventus and it was the host that won at 2-1 thanks to a uh, Mediterimi goal just after two minutes and Musa Marega scoring after 46 minutes for Porto was uh, Federico Chiesa goal eight minutes from time. meant you they got that crucial away goal. But I mean... Poor start to both halves for Juventus last night. They just didn't seem to get going, did they? At all, straight away? I, I don't think their
1: record with first legs is particularly that great recently.
0: No, it's been really poor, I think. They might have lost their last three first legs going into the round of 16 and beyond in the Champions League over the last few seasons. It's strange, to be honest. The poor old lady. Yes. How bad they have done, um, and the fact that Ronaldo didn't seem to have really the best of games for Juventus. You'd have thought he'd be more up for this one. He's not the biggest Porto fan, is he? Oh yeah. I mean, obviously he played for their rivals, Lisbon, many a year ago now, and he's known for scoring that forty-yard strike against Porto for Manchester United in two thousand and eight i think it was which was uh, any reason for you to bring that up i mean i've always got to bring that up because it was an absolute thunderbolt of a goal um but yeah credit to Porto stuck to their game plan made it hard for Juve to break them down and they got the all-important lead on uh heading into the next tie which will be played in a couple of weeks time uh the second leg for all these games will be the ninth for the games that were played on Wednesday, so Juve versus Porto, Dortmund versus Sevilla on the ninth of March, and then Liverpool, Leipzig, Paris Saint-Germain, Barcelona on the tenth of March. Uh, we still have obviously the rest of the first leg of the round of 16 to come. Uh, next week yes I forgot what week we were on Uh, the Tuesday sees Atletico Madrid play Chelsea whilst Lazio play Bayern Munich and then Wednesday Atalanta play Real Madrid and Borussia Mönchengladbach play Manchester City. Now speaking of Manchester City they played yesterday in the Premier League in uh, one of their catch-up games against Everton and it They ran out 3-1 winners with Phil Foden, Riyad Mahrez and Bernardo Silva scoring the goals for the Citizens whilst Richarlison scored the only goal for the Tuffies. This City team really is phenomenal at the minute, aren't they?
1: Well, 17 wins in a row is a bit more than phenomenal. Uh, Phenomenal is the word you describe the amazing culture duo, Peter Drury and Ali McCoy, I
0: love them. Yes, he, they are a great commentator duo. I
1: mean, even though it does come across anime, course, just adores this man's city side a little bit too much, I would tag him over Marty Tyler's tones any day. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm up in the air. But, but, the, but the, the goal went in,
1: and all you hear from anime, is, oh, it's unreal. <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah, it was a great goal from... uh, I don't think that was the exact
1: words, but I've forgotten the exact thing you said. It was weirder than that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nothing surprises me there with Alimacos. But yeah, uh, easy win for Pep Guardiola's side. He shouldn't Uh, be doing that, Jeff.
1: He shouldn't be doing that.
0: (laughs) Everton really didn't create... Apart from the goal that they scored, they didn't test... Man City's back line at all throughout that game did they? From what I was watching it didn't
1: seem like well that. They were pretty lucky to get they got it. And actually no, it was quite even that first half, but
0: City looked was, like they
1: had it controlled.
0: Yeah. They never looked like it was going to be in doubt the result that they would get a win eventually.
1: You know, and they're technically always playing with ten and a half men. Who? Because Pickford is only equivalent to half a person with his small arms. Oh, yeah, I mean... I don't know how he didn't save that third one. It was, actually, that whole third goal was actually weird because like, Silva just walks past Michael Keane. Like, Keane just... I don't know if he got confused by him. Mm. Something like, He just lets him walk past him and then Pickford just fails to save the shot.
0: Yeah, it was a very strange situation for that uh, goal by... I've got who I just scored it. Bernardo Silva, that was it. Uh, yeah very strange uh, goal for that but again like we said city are comfortable and you got to say it's going to be hard for them to lose this now i mean they've won 10 premier league games in a row and they've got a 10 point gap between them and second place manchester united now uh, there was another game that was played on get on like a hot tag go on i think man
1: city are the champions
0: yeah I'm going to have to improve here I can't see them bottling in this now uh, I think it's just going to be a matter of fact of what is the gap going to be between them and United in the end if United still do come second that is
1: uh, the other game, laughing sadly inside <laughs> yeah,
0: the other game that was played on Wednesday uh, earlier on in the evening saw Burnley play Fulham in a 1-1 draw uh, a very quiet first half, nothing really to speak about, but uh, some early goals in the second half. Ala Aina scored for Fulham, whilst Ashley Barnes scored for Sean Dyches' side. However, again, it was pretty much everyone cancel each other out for the rest of the game. And Newcastle fans can breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> for, for a couple of days, at least.
1: If Fulham had won this, it would have been four points.
0: Yeah, which...
1: Even six points isn't
0: that much in the grand scheme of things. No, they're not totally safe. But if you would final
1: three ain't locked, you know. Maybe the bottom two. But Fulham, the Sherry fight. Mm -hmm.
0: I did say, though, to you a couple of weeks back now, if there was a team to put up a fight out of this bottom three, it would be Fulham. That would be the ones that could potentially escape out of it. I mean,
1: I, I... the they're a chance the, this weekend as well, if you say the, who they're
0: playing next. Yes, I have seen who they're playing this weekend. So they do definitely do have the chance, whilst Newcastle themselves have a, the harder of their games this weekend. Seen, have you seen Newcastle's run. It's <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> uh, right, we are going to speak about this weekend's fixtures now. And we do have a full slated card starting on Friday evening at Molineux between all Rampton Wanderers and Leeds United, kicking off at 8 o'clock. Um, what does it only feel like it was two minutes ago these two were playing? When did these two play? Back in October? Yeah. Did they, have they played each other in the Cup or anything? I don't see how, because Leeds are too busy getting beaten by League team. No, I meant... No, they didn't play. in. I thought they played in the Karabalkov, but Wolves lost to Stoke in that back in September. Yeah. It literally only feels like two minutes ago we was talking about this game. That's how quick the days are going sometimes. They feel
1: very similar.
0: Hmm. I mean, this for me, this is a game. It's 11th versus 12th in the league. I, I, I think this could be a high-scoring game. You've learned nothing, have you? I mean, we've said they're not in <laughs> Predictions League. But for some reason i think this will be i think this could be like another three two three three game for leeds to be involved in be nil-nil then. <laughs> well obviously we're not putting it in the predictions league because they we said they were banned but yeah um this would have been perfect for predictions league as well oh god no are obviously going to look to continue uh, on the back of their win last week against Southampton when Ruben Neves and Pedro Neto scored, whilst Leeds lost 4-2 to Arsenal last time out, so they'll be hoping to correct that result around. But uh, again, it's Leeds. You never know which side uh, is going to turn up and how they are going to act defensively. But either way, you know, they're just going to get praised for their attacking intent even if they lose the game. It's just the Leeds thing.
1: I think it's more how balls are going to be. Well, we know how Leeds are going to be.
0: Yeah. How Wolves adapt to it. It will be very, very interesting to see how Wolves do turn up to that game. Uh, then on Saturday, we've got a full flood of uh, fixtures starting off at 12.30 at St. Mary's Stadium as Southampton welcome Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea to the South Coast. Um, I think this could be a good game. I don't know why, but Southampton versus Chelsea always seems to be quite an entertaining game to watch. Uh, in recent years, the Chelsea obviously have done the better recently, but and are looking a lot more comfortable under Thomas too. Cool. Uh, it should be interesting to see if they can continue this incredible run that they are under him, which I think should carry on, considering how bad form the Saints are in, in league terms. I mean, like we said, they haven't won since... That Liverpool game uh, back end of December, was that? Or the start of January? Start of January, it was.
1: Yeah,
0: it's a weird one, isn't it? Because
1: you'd have a good chance to think they should win this comfortably given Southampton's form, but the way this season's been, you just feel like weird result can happen out again. Maybe this is the one that Southampton turn up again.
0: Yeah, and you wouldn't be surprised if you see like Southampton win 2 1, like and it's like a late goal in this. Uh, from the Saints, but yeah, I think it definitely... Caught Stuart Armstrong and Danny Ings, the scorer. No. Prowsey scoring a free kick. If they've got Kepper in goals, James Ward Prowse is scoring a free kick. <laughs> Kepper's good now, you know what? Right? <laughs> uh, next up is the three o'clock game at Turfmore uh, where Burnley play West Bromwich Albion. I mean, I'm not expecting an entertaining thriller at this game, are you? No, who no would? Well, yeah. I mean, the fact that it's still going to be on TV. I know they said the TV companies have said they're going to play every game on TV until fans are allowed back in stadium sport. Does anyone really want to watch Burnley versus West Brom? <laughs> Is it worth it? <laughs> what <laughs> cost? <laughs> no, definitely not. Fifteenth place, Burnley. Um, whilst West Brom are in the relegations zone. You
1: know, you know, have oh, you noticed know, that
0: the BBC games have always been.
1: Well, the, although they they turn up in quality then and you look at them on paper they they look shite
0: which is not a bbc game
1: i know but I, i've just noticed it's just gone to hell like palace Fulham on paper you think boring but it was free to think it was mm-hmm. and then they did Albion fulham where we said oh
0: god <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be boring and game. It was it's t- quite interesting. T- yes but yeah, I don't see this one being very entertaining at all between these two sides. I think it's definitely a chance West Brom can win it and pick up that bit of momentum under Sam Allardyce, but well, it's also a game that could have nil-nil written completely all over it. Uh, then at half past five, we head up to Merseyside in the Merseyside derby as Liverpool take on Everton. In a battle for top five, you have to say now... Uh, between the Are two we sides. Back 10 years? I know it definitely feels like we have done in this fixture. Um, like we said, Liverpool have been in poor league form recently, but they'll be hoping their win last night will, or Tuesday night, should I say, it gives them that bit of confidence heading into this one. Whilst Everton obviously lost to Manchester City again, um, it's going to be opened. Uh, I don't know what other word I was looking for, but. Let's hope is, it is as entertaining as the first match was back. Um, I think the third or fourth game of the season, whenever it was.
1: When it was the first one, it was the Van Dyke injury, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, the Van Dyke injury. Pickford should have been sent off, but wasn't. It was a bit the... later
1: than the fourth game, but was it? Yeah, because it was after the, the seventy, and I
0: don't think that was the fourth game. No, oh, the fifth it, or sixth. It was the fifth game, and uh, Villa 7-2 was the fourth game of the season. So, that long ago this season was. <laughs> yeah. um, Yeah, I think this definitely has the case for it uh, to be a very entertaining game and obviously Everton win. They won't go above Liverpool, but they will uh, draw level on points with Jurgen Klopp's side with the game still in hand to play over them. Which is against... Any idea who it is against? their game in hand. Not Everton's final... Yeah well, maybe I thought yours was Man City and Newcastle
1: No It's
0: Tottenham and Everton Is it? Yep So you've played the, your one against Newcastle that was called off The other month yes. Oh yeah it's yeah. Aston Villa Aston Villa Everton was meant to be played on the 17th Yeah
1: they haven't scheduled the Everton one yet Although I think they're going to schedule The Tottenham one very soon yeah. Just purely because there's a Coincidence or fixture We might be able to play it on
0: Fair enough, but yeah, I think this one has the ability for a lot of carnage as always with Merseyside um, like derbies. And then the final game... No, on, no carnage, the majority of them ended in one goal. Well, I mean in terms of other stuff happening in the pitch, not... They're always goals. close games. Yes.
1: As of most derbies.
0: The final game on Saturday sees Fulham take on Sheffield United. And as we were saying a few minutes ago, this is definitely one where Fulham could win to pile the pressure on Newcastle. This is a must-win. Yeah. I think if Sheffield United don't win this, I think we can say they're safely down. Oh, yeah.
1: If we're not already saying that.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've been saying this for pretty much since we started doing this podcast that Sheffield United are down. Yeah, they've had a few shock results here and there, but they don't win this, that will leave them with 13 games left. And the gap is currently fourteen points between them and Newcastle, so they would have to earn a minimum a point a game for the rest of the season, which is a hard task.
1: No, Steve Bruce has already said, hold my, hold my bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, I think on paper it doesn't have the probability to be an entertaining game, but it could be one where it does actually shock us and could turn out to be quite decent in the end. There's only going to be one goal in this game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's hope not. Then on Sunday, we have a London derby of sorts. Uh, They're both London teams, so we know what the TV companies are like. They'll call class anything as a derby. As West Ham United welcome Jose Mourinho's Tottenham Hotspur to the London Stadium. Uh, What are your thoughts heading into this one? Is this must win for Jersey? Yes.
1: I've already said, I've seen the first headline today that
0: his future is already in doubt. Mm. I've seen something, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, that if they were to sack him, it'd cost them over 35 million to sack him. I saw 40 million euros when I read it. Mm, So I think that was about 38.5 million, roughly. Mm -hmm. Which. (laughs) <laughs> very mean, smart from him well, if, he's he's that, if
1: he's got that in his contract Then that's smart on him Because he knows that He knows that's a plan ahead
0: mm. But it seems to be the fact that um, Daniel Levy is very happy With Jose Mourinho And I don't think he thinks That there's a better manager available So it would be silly of them to Sack him But at the same time Results wise Aren't going for Tottenham I mean Will he,
1: will he be saying that When Arsenal overtake him
0: I wouldn't be so surprised if he did. I mean, since the turn of the year, they've won twice. No, three times, sorry. Uh, West Brom, Sheffield United and Leeds United are Spurs' only wins in the league this season. Uh, this year. And uh, you know what? What I want to happen is end-to-end game, 1-1 until the 89th minute. Just about to his stoppage time. Jesse Lingard. Scores the winner and Millie rocks on Tottenham.
1: Why oh. oh, has he got a Millie rock on him? <laughs> oh. he's, he's already—he's only just got people respecting him again. Does he want to lose that?
0: Mate, I don't care. He can do whatever he wants. Oh, that—that that would be absolutely. Hilarious. He's,
1: he's probably going to be in the
0: next England squad. <laughs> oh God, no! Please, no. Uh, but yeah, I think this.
1: I, I've just thought about this. Is the last time these two fights. It's the for real
0: Yes, yes, Jesus! I, that that. I completely forgot about that game. It seems that long ago, because we've had so many games. Um, next up at five past two is East versus West in Battle of the Midlands. Off, take that back. It is. Are you the West Midlands side? Are they an East Midlands side? Yes. yes, but it's not. I'm not but classing it as today. a think. Did Star I
1: say it's a derby?
0: Did I class it as a derby? No, I said it's East versus West Midlands. And there's, the only time I said it's a derby in the last few minutes is you telling me to stop calling it one when I haven't even called it one.
1: Then again, we're um, probably going to need new rivals because Birmingham City are finished.
0: And so, are West Brom at this rate. So, Leicester will be your closest rivals next season at this rate. And Wolves as well.
1: Um coventry are more rivals than Leicester.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is going to be a, a very entertaining game, I think, between these two sides. It's going to be very I'm close.
1: I'm slightly terrified. Mm. Because it's going to be Harvey Barnes against Armadale Mohammed.
0: And the Battle of England's possible midfield duo in the Euros James Madison versus Jack Grealish.
1: Mm.
0: Leicester's record
1: our uh, Bless is worryingly really good. If you remember the last time they played there. In the, in the league, I was going to have said that we beat them in the cup. Uh,
0: no, what was the last fixture? Okay. They batted us four one, I believe. Villa yeah. Park. Yes, the one, the exact... Vardy, Vardy went off that day. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just having a quick look at some match facts here. Uh, Leicester won the exact fixture four one last season. Aston Villa are looking to complete the first league double over Leicester since the O three O four campaign following a one 0 win at the King Power Stadium earlier on this season. They've not won consecutive top flight visits Leicester have not won consecutive top flight visits to Aston Villa since October nineteen sixty. I think we need a performance. At uh, this cause we've not been very convincing
1: for a little while. Not even yeah. in the wins were slightly heavily.
0: I mean, they haven't been convincing wins. I mean, there have been two 1-0 victories over the Southampton and Arsenal, but in the last game, like we said on Monday, you wasn't at all very convincing against Brighton.
1: Yeah. And I'm worried this will be the exact same, like Leicester are going to come at us.
0: Mm.
1: You know, if we could deal with Leicester the same way we did when we beat them 1-0, because Leicester operate a lot down the middle. Yeah. And we pretty much notified that. No last game. wherever we do that again we'll be you know the left
0: to be seen. And then our fourth oh, or the 4.30 slot on Sunday is at the Emirates Stadium as Mikel Arteta takes on Pep Guardiola's Manchester City side. <coughs> I mean for me I just see but this hang guy. On, you, hang on if we're going down the sky of remember, this remember the headline. The master versus the apprentice thank you, thank you. <laughs> um for me i just see this going one way and that is city just absolutely cruising into a victory here
1: but ba- the battle of who can wear the best gucci jumper
0: <laughs> Neither of rhythm i just swear they're river island jumpers <laughs> <laughs> they do look like something you can get from river island or h H&M, and they nothing that fancy lads um but really i do like their style so i can't complain for me here, I'm a typical Tony Pulis track and a cap type of manager. Um, Arsenal looked good last time out in the league against Leeds United, winning 4-2 with it, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, scoring a hat-trick and like we just spoke about earlier, Man City were very convincing against Everton uh, last night. But I think with Kevin De Bruyne, I don't know whether he's going to start in this game, but even if they don't start him, it's going to be a very torrid time, I think, for Arsenal's backline trying to contain Man City's attack.
1: Oh, you're forgetting. They almost left a tag for a game last season as because Arsenal had Man City's number.
0: Well, oh, yeah, but for me, this uh, Man City team this season, there seems to be more cohesion in it. And I think yeah. they're... Determined to win the title back After such a poor showing last season And that's why I think it's going to be hard for Arsenal To win at all this weekend Well
1: the worst thing that could happen Is them losing that straight to Arsenal as well
0: Yeah, because you know what Arsenal fans Are going to be like, they'll just fucking They won't ever shut up about it And then the final game on Sunday Takes place at 7 o'clock at Old Trafford As Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's side take on Steve Bruce's Newcastle United Um... Well, I think you got to say United are favourites But after the last week's showing against West Brom Which mate, one? <laughs> Manchester United, sorry uh, You say United are favourites But after last week's showing at West Brom You can't write anything off, off the table now um, I'd say they've got confidence yeah. in United but
1: You just know what's going to happen here
0: Steve Bruce masterclass Back at his old stomping ground mm. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but I think this is a confidence United will win this. um, I mean Newcastle's last away win at Manchester United was back in December of 2013. So um, I think I've just got that little bit more confidence in United winning this one. Manchester United. That is after the last few games. After the last few games, I just wouldn't. (laughs) The thing is that this is the type of fixture that Man United would actually go out on win 4 one even though they play poorly against West Brom. Uh, the uh, a trick then? <laughs> yeah. The final Premier League game this weekend is the M23 derby, I think it's called, uh, between Brighton and Albion and Crystal Palace. Um, See, I didn't
1: even know that was going to. I would have had that in predictions there. So could I change? No. We
0: have
1: not believe not. in yet.
0: Yeah, but you've told me what they are, so we're not changing them. I were <laughs> no, we're not. I'm <laughs> Nope, not happening. Um Brighton are in sixteenth place in the league. They've drawn their last two games against Burnley and Aston Villa and they won their previous two games before that whilst Crystal Palace league four. They've lost their last two against Burnley and Leeds and won the two before that against Newcastle and Wolves it's i'm not even too sure how this one goes to be honest but
1: i mean you you'd think you think probably I'm just destroy them without i a bit
0: recently? yeah you would think that oh, these I'm, ones are worried about how this is gonna be mm, i can understand it as well because they have been poor in recent weeks like we have like we said on the podcast in the past but i don't know i think it won't be as clear as something I think it will be a lot closer game between the two sides and I think uh, Brighton do walk away with the victory there. Right on to the predictions league now and I'll let you lead this one away. I'm not saying anything
1: it's still Brighton and Palace goes in the list.
0: <laughs> Who are you taking out?
1: Burnley and West Brom. Okay fine. That's why I was asking like, why it. would you yeah. argue with me You you don't want to do anything for that game? True, right, fire away If you've seen the picture This it this weekend is well and truly Derby weekend
0: Yes I have here, some very interesting fixtures Thrown up around the world of European football To look forward to
1: right. So the first one, obvious, Liverpool-Everton
0: Um, I'm going to go with Liverpool to win 2-1 I'll go 2-0 Liverpool Okay game two. Although there's regrets actually.
1: Can't change it. There are
0: regrets for that. OK, we will now do West Ham Tottenham. Uh, like I said in the talk about them, um, I think West Ham win this later on and again, I'm going to go with the 2-1 scoreline. I'll go for the Desmond 2-2. Two, 2-2, two. Two, two. OK. Game three which is the last premier league one obviously we know
1: it is the m23 so-called derby
0: it's because palace is the closest team to brighton
1: no i thought it was always the so like something that happened in uh, the 70s or 80s i think it is but
0: they are also the closest in terms of distance to each other
1: which doesn't seem right but Thank no, it
0: is. I've looked it up in the past. Don't worry. I'm going to go with that was an struggle, Brighton to win. Yeah, uh Brighton to win two nil. I have one one.
1: Okay. Over in Europe now. We've got the first one that isn't technically a derby. I think it's the only one of these fixtures that really isn't. PSG and Monica.
0: I mean, it's not a derby, it but in terms of <laughs> But in terms of, um, I think recent, well, not like um, success in French football, and in terms of money, that's why it's classed as a derby, It's the money derby of France. And however, I think this the is the Monaco
1: side; they're always bankrupt every ten years. Will,
0: they still have a lot more money than quite a lot of the other teams, even if they do go bankrupt at times yeah, from selling players. Uh, for me, I'm going to go 3-0 PSG. I'll
1: go to 2-1 PSG.
0: Okay, game four, yeah, five you- event. sorry. Okay, game five.
1: I mean, correct my pronunciation if I'm wrong, but I'll go with the Rua Derby.
0: Yes, I do think it is pronounced Rua R- 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 I mean, I'm, I know... Dortmund have been on the best of form recently in the league, but Schalke have had a really bad season. So. They're going
1: up against even worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, and for that reason, I'm going through one to BVB. 4-0 Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Dortmund, before you head over to those games, it has been announced uh, earlier on this week that Current Borussia Mönchengladbach manager Marco Rose will take over the helm at Dortmund from next season. It was the top, the
1: top name, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, um, I can. I've, I've seen it. said in the passport. It's. I always find it strange how teams in Germany seem to do that. They seem to like announce the manager, and he can continue his season at the current club. Like it only seems to happen in German football. You wouldn't have I've that happen over
1: club. here. I've heard of German clubs. Between one another, except for Leipzig, as is. They're quite courteous with you know other teams.
0: Yeah, there just seems to be like an automatic like gentleman agreement in place for yeah. this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, it's like the same with Bayern and Dortmund and other players. Yeah. Okay, and on to the final game for the weekend. Probably the biggest, derby with them all, is the Milan
0: Derby. Uh, oh, oh god i really don't know
1: the san siro war it's, nice, it?
0: it's gonna be a faster one because if you remember a Probably few we weeks. Shouldn't have called ago, it a war should i no i mean if you remember a few weeks ago when they played each other in the copper italia i think it was oh yeah it's, it's just Zlatan, Zlatan 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 the, <laughs> yes um I'm going to go with a desmond here two two is my prediction
1: so nearly the same one but i'm going to go to Two. inter okay mccarthy bryce
0: very interesting um so a reminder we'll of an extra sta- point
1: if that actually happens
0: no <laughs> the current Shh, shut up a current reminder of standings headed into this weekend. You're on 65 points and I'm way out ahead on 92. So I could easily break the 100-point barrier this weekend. Right. Um, on to the other stuff we have. Or any other talking points for this weekend?
1: There are no women women's footballs in the international
0: stage. Yep. Uh, international football in the women's starts tonight. We've got some friendlies and some... Uh, I think one or two more Euro 2022 qualifiers to happen I was, I was checking as well the Sheba Cups happening Yes that starts tonight at midnight um, The teams are in that are Canada, Argentina, Brazil and the United States mm. um, You understand
1: why it's them
0: for Well England were normally meant to be in it but obviously yeah. travelling they didn't uh, Go to it, and I believe if I remember correctly, the US are playing Brazil no, USA versus Canada uh, and Brazil versus Argentina. So, Brazil Argentina is the first game, and then that is followed by the USA versus Canada. Uh, Timing wise, Brazil Argentina 8 o'clock UK time, whilst it's 11 going on 12 o'clock for USA Canada um right what was the talk i know you said you had some talking points too i was gonna say, yeah we didn't have we don't have. A, did you say that this week but we've found
1: enough talking points to really go i mean with this show speak about that nadir
0: sorry what was that you broke up on me oh,
1: th- we have to speak about that nadir mohammedy if-
0: why what did he do al mad Al mohammadi Nader no, uh, Mohammad. Eh?
1: Who the hell is Nadeh? Yes, oh, that's the name of the guy who does the somersault, bro
0: Right Okay, it's just clearly sort up of oh. for people You froze on me about three times there And what I heard was Almed al mohammadi uh, On the third occasion Even that was invaded that, I'd be
1: kind <laughs> of yeah, so he's the Iranian fellow, is he?
0: It's the iranian yeah. so
1: that was funny as well i think this is so much funny because when i did a google search of this Go on. the bloke who tried doing that in the world Cup,
0: mm.
1: he was obviously also iranian his surname is also mohammede
0: but not the same person
1: no they're not and they're not related so at, at first i was thinking, oh my god is it the same bloke but he's actually like nailed it this time <laughs>
0: hmm that really would be uh, incredible if he did do that after the one in the world cup um Rory yes. on steroids <laughs> is a bit of an understatement there i mean I just
1: love the Rory reacted to it afterwards
0: yes yeah, and no need to be a shut off mate um so what are you uh, la-
1: i'm not verified
0: because <laughs> it's Rory lap that's why um the whole throw-in was like he does a cartwheel and then throws it from the halfway line to the edge of the six-yard box. I mean, the header afterwards was dreadful from his teammate, though. And if, if you're seeing that header afterwards and you're Nadir Mohamedy, you're pissed.
1: <laughs> you've given the greatest assist ever.
0: Yeah, and then he does that as a, a header, which is awful. But uh, incredible scenes there. Uh, what was the second one you had? I wanted to speak on Mr. Darren Drysdale. The referee uh, in the game on Tuesday night between Ipswich and Northampton town, so before the... I give my thoughts,
1: right or wrong in your opinion what what he did yeah is he oh, right or wrong's probably the wrong answer, but do you feel for him a little bit I guess i
0: no I don't know. It's not like I don't understand why he did it because the player. uh, Yeah, but I don't know the player. The Ipswich player goes to him immediately for the booking or the talking to that the refs that Drysdale is going to give to him. But then he seems to throw in a head towards him. He doesn't headbutt him, but he leans into him with his head, and uh, I don't know. I don't know I don't think it's quite a cut dry shit. This is a referee who
1: finally stood up for himself. Yeah,
0: but obviously... shit
1: refs probably do
0: get though, as much as we go.
1: Like they probably get just as much from players on the pitch. Oh yeah,
0: a hundred percent. Well I just don't think that reaction is something I don't quite... think he needed to apologize for it. Yeah, I know the Ipswich player came out and said he didn't need to apologize for his actions, but I'd say most pla there was
1: quite a few players as I can say you didn't need to, mate.
0: That's not right. Mm, but people are backing him on this. Yeah, the FA have obviously made him do it. And otherwise, he would have been like, dropped for the foreseeable future. And I don't know whether he has been dropped for this weekend's dropped, games. Dropped, in, in the, the Premier League? Yeah, <laughs> for the lower league games. Um, speaking on referees, Mike Dean has been appointed uh, to referee the Burnley versus West Brom game after taking last week <laughs> I mean there that, can't be that any... is
1: the only game he can make himself the star of. <laughs>
0: and everyone would be fine with it as well oh give us something at least <laughs> yeah give us something entertaining to keep up with the 90 minutes oh, uh yeah so it's good to see Mike Dean back in the officiating uh department and what was your final talking point or well I whatever. don't know
1: if you'd seen this because Amazon, and I don't know if Amazon actually announced it, but it got around that Amazon are going to be working on a Sir Alex Ferguson documentary.
0: Yes, uh, coming out May 21st, I think it was, uh, I saw it on Twitter yesterday, uh, it's going to be directed by his son, Jason. Jamie. Jamie, whatever, I don't know his sons personally, I only know. Uh, Big Darren. Big Darren. I mean, he called him Duncan, but Duncan's <laughs> no relation to him. Oh, you think you wish? <laughs> you can, uh, for probably wishes as Duncan was a much better footballer than Darren. Uh, but yes, there is a documentary about his uh, incredible tenure as a manager, including his time at Manchester United and then uh, his brain surgery that he had back in May of 2018. Which are um, it's going to be insightful. I
1: still have. I'll still now and again watch that one. And
0: but it's on Netflix now. But it was the BBC's one. Oh, the masterclass thing that he does in yeah. about like the heart or I, London Half Junior. I,
1: that is a lecture. I wish I could be.
0: Yeah, I, I watched that the other week actually, maybe a fortnight or so ago now. And yeah, it uh, it's incredible to watch. Definitely uh, worth recommending. Uh, recommend watching it uh can't think of the title off the top of my head i think it's something i never give in yeah something like that um i mean they've missed out they, they could have just called it the hair dryer treatment <laughs> which wouldn't have uh, actually surprised me too much if, if they did call it that i'm surprised how in. has he never released hairdryers? Uh, hair dryers what, what, what there's no need for him to release hair dryers i mean have it he... writes itself have you seen his hair Why the is he marketing writes hair? itself yeah, the marketing might write itself, but why would Sir Alex Ferguson release hairdryers at his age for? Just, was just in an advert. Just be like, give your hair the hairdryer treatment. Called Secrets, Secrets of Success is the documentary out on sorry, Netflix. I don't now. know where you got your one from. That was you that said it, not me. No, and you said the wrong title. Then. Oh, whatever. Um, What well, I'm surprised you didn't bring up was the story from the other day uh, of what happened in Brazil, was it Brazil, who was on the bench for Club Santos? Oh yeah, I, felt, I mean it felt like old news at this point, but <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, so 18 uh, year old striker Santiago Munoz made his first See, uh, start is, for the club to face is, Monterrey. This is the only kid because the surname you
1: actually pronounce it Munoz.
0: Sh- the whatever the is,
1: the, i don't know but yeah it's santiago it's, yes. he's mixed america which is incredible which is literally like so yes and um what i found uh, i admire his parents yes so obviously it's but he's because of his age he would have like been born just, a year after, just as he came out i think gold yeah. was
0: 2004 yeah so round about two percent. years old.
1: They they probably just didn't name him. <laughs> oh my god, that's it.
0: Mm. Um, which I I found funny was uh, whoever runs the Newcastle social media page quoted that tweet with the uh, looking eyes emoji, which I found brilliant. Obviously based on the character uh, from the film Goal, as we said, which is an incredible film to watch. Yep.
1: Can't wait for the time he plays Fulham. <laughs> right uh, that is all like, the... good, like, that scene at the end of it was a great scene but it's ruined the second he says fall <laughs> half yeah, oh, anyway. like, oh I, felt, I felt so happy for you but then you said that yeah
0: it's the thing anyone trying to pronounce English names is just oh, it's and the English isn't their first language like British English not American English it's so cringy yeah. right um, any more for any more before we
1: wrap up I haven't. I always thought it would be just that anymore,
0: for anymore. Yeah, it's just an old saying. Um, yeah, we will be back on Monday to wrap up all the weekend's action. Hopefully, we have an entertaining Derby weekend across the world of European football, and hopefully, we can do well in the predictions league. And until Monday, enjoy the rest of your weekend, whatever you are doing, and we will see you soon. It's goodbye from me and goodbye from Fred. See ya. We'll see you soon.